one flame skull down. What else to go? Octavia and Carhoon investigate the strange scene before them. But what lies beneath? Where did this dungeon come from? And did we get away with using five seconds of proprietary Mario 64 music last episode? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in Mawir, a continent that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Well, how did you feel uh, DMing uh, last episode with us being face-to-face? Did you notice anything different or...? Um, It's just easier to... Mm -hmm. prefer face-to-face as i noted but uh yeah i don't know it's i like using the the mat and the markers and the little Mm -hmm. tokens i'm using tokens from the fourth edition red box the the one that i bought in undergrad it came with a big old sheet like Mm. two sheets of cardboard little punch out tokens that had all the bad guys you would need to run the introductory adventure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was the adventure my first character died Oh, right. Weren't they a rogue or something? Velden Swift, Elven Rogue. Rip. Who was later resurrected because we were like, ah. <laughs> you had access to resurrection already? No, we just didn't really, I mean, we didn't understand the game. And I was like, I don't really want to make a new character. Yeah. So they just carved our bodies off to some uh, plot temple. And they were like, poof. Nice. So I came I back. love those plot I came back to life as a ranger because I realized a ranger is what I actually mm-hmm, wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, you know, never played D&D before, didn't really know the character archetypes yet. And so I was like, I want to play a rogue when in reality I actually wanted to play a ranger. And so that is partially why I died because I didn't know how to play a rogue, right? Yeah. I was playing a rogue like you should have been playing a ranger. And oh, so yeah. very ineffective and. After I died, I was like, this is actually what I want to do. So oh, I came back experience. to life as a yeah, as a ranger, Velden the Swift, the elf. Nice. Did they have a- And then I took over DMing, so oh. you didn't make any uh, concrete decisions or anything. That Did they have an animal, animal companion after they became a ranger? I don't think so, no. Yeah. That's my favorite part of being a ranger. Just shot bows and arrows a lot. Yeah. Fwing, 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 fwing. So, yeah, that was... That was Using those little tokens, mm-hmm. they've served me really well. I think they they should have really put something like this in like the fifth edition starter set because yeah, I mean oh, these it's are got s- basically so everything you need for basic stuff. Yeah, skeletons, goblins, kobolds, lizard things, bugbears. Do they player have... tokens? It has a bunch of action points though, which uh yeah, which wouldn't be obviously as helpful. Aren't helpful. In Do, I think they might have tokens in the new essentials kit. They might. I'm not 100% sure. I do not know. I read. I have read reviews of the Essentials Kit, but I have not yet handled one myself. We don't. I mean, yeah. Just because. Don't need it. Don't need it per se. Don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to have a sheet of punch-out tokens of different creatures 
for all of the creatures I can turn into and then also now summon just because it's helpful to, you know, know where, as in the last episode, where Benji and Hadrosaur were. So, they were wolves. Oh, yeah. So it was it was helpful. But it w- would also be nice if they had little tiger faces. You just have to go get those little plastic tubes full of zoo animals. They sell it like Walmart. <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. But you'd also have like cows and sheep in there. Well, uh, I can conjure cows and sheep and turn into them too, which is, you know. I don't know how useful that would be. It wouldn't be very useful, but I'm sure Jilly and Bessie could carry a lot of stuff. Pro- probably. For an hour. For an hour. And then until all the you stuff was just there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am excited to tentatively turn into one of those cool white buffalo that we saw. Snuffalo. The snuffalo. Snuffalo. Because those were cool. They so. were cool. If I ever need to gore... Some- they have like big old horns, yeah, right? buffalo horns. They're yeah. just giant buffalo. Excited to gore somebody. That live in the Arctic. Tell them about the internet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know the... Uh- the listeners cannot hear my eyes rolling, but they, you, uh, th- you, they could hear your eyes rolling and man. They, as their own eyes rolled. It was a collective eye rolling Ugh. experience, and that is why I do it. I love it. Oh, I, I quit. I quit the podcast. <laughs> Making I'm terrible done. jokes are so much more gratifying in person now that I can see your reaction. I can't even be like, I'm just going to go home because I am home. Because I will follow you there. Well, we're already here. That's so. true. I can follow you if you go into the other room. Ick. Ick. <laughs> You're stuck with me. I'm stuck with you. It's all over. <laughs> I'm not with John, your wife. <laughs> anyway, you stand, Octavian Carhoon, bar- mm-hmm. well, Octavia's barely standing, Carhoon uh, is yeah. standing, in the middle of this circular domed room with this icy sculpture in the center, you just defeated a, barely defeated a flame skull. Mm-hmm. That gave you a run for your money. Seriously. It's always fun when you unleash the first fireball of the campaign. And I think that was the first fireball of the campaign. I think it campaign. was, yeah. I think it was. That's always a good turning point. It's always fun. Fireball! It's always fun when the PC fails and then the two ancillary characters succeed. That's the also always fun. tigers who only exist for an hour anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, good. cool, 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 cool. That was really great for them to mm-hmm, have mm-hmm, escaped mm-hmm. all that damage. Fireball is great. Yeah. I love Fireball. I'm playing in an ancillary campaign where I am currently a 13th level hobgoblin wizard and who has a staff of the Magi. It's a very OP campaign. It's insane. I cast, so it, it casts uh, Fireballs at 7th level. And my DM was, uh, I don't know if kind is the right word, but had a circle of enemies in exactly a 40 foot diameter. Oh my gosh. And they were all mummies. So I dealt like 60 points of fire damage to everyone, to like 12 different mummies who are vulnerable to fire. It was insane. Oh my gosh. So if you're vulnerable, do you take double? double? Mm -hmm. So that was like cumulatively like 120 each? Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yep. Encounter done. So, someday I've the I've only ever gotten a character to tenth level, and I would love to play a high level. Well, I start. I someday. started at ten. Right, right. Because you came in I after came they in already after began. they've been playing for a while. So I started at ten. So I didn't level this person up from. But still, I wouldn't even mind doing just like. Well, I don't think I'd really want to do a very very high level like one shot. But I wouldn't mind popping. I, I in. would run a level twenty one shot. 
I, I feel like for some casters, though, just if you hadn't played that level before, played that class before and just popping into like, mm-hmm. so for me, wish, 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 <laughs> like I've played sorcerers, you know, and druids and everything, but I've never played like a wizard. So for me, I feel like if I popped in with a level 20 wizard, I'd be like, I have too many things I can do and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Classic indecision. Good old wizard. Type of thing. It would be fun to be like a level 20 barbarian, though, and just be like, I hit real good. Well, I have told you this. The next character I play in whatever campaign, I'm going straight up human fighter. Yeah. Champion. The like most basic class subclass combination there mm-hmm. is. And I'm just going to hit things real hard. It's fun. So in our off mic campaign that we have in this same world, um, but with a couple of our friends, I am a... Beastmaster Ranger using the Unearthed Arcana um, rules for the Beastmaster Ranger. And so she can cast, um, she's a rock gnome, she can cast a couple spells, just kind of your basic rangery stuff like uh, Absorb Elements and, and Hunter's Mark and stuff. But, you know, her main thing is that she hits things with her scimitars and then she rides a boar. His name is Borzingus. Kristaps Borzingus. Kristaps Borzingus. And his thing is, he also hits stuff. And so it is just, it's just really fun to be like, on my turn, I hit and I hit and I hit and I hit. And it's super satisfying. It also does make deciding what to do on your turn a little bit easier because she's like, well, I can't cast anything that helpful right here. You looked like you were thinking about something. I was trying to remember where Kristoff Sporzangus played. He is he retired? No. He used to be on the Knicks. I think he tore his, is it either an ACL or an Achilles or something mm. real bad. He's on the Mavericks now, I believe. I think Dallas. Yes, my boar in my other campaign is named after the basketball player. <laughs> Simply for the beautiful alliteration of changing the slight pronunciation of Porzingis to Borzingus, and I was just like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't think anyone else in the party really got the joke. No, it was more just something fun that Austin and I were talking about. Is we're like, what do you want to name him? But it is funny because. Kristaps Porzingis' nickname is the Unicorn. Oh, really? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So it's also kind of a Dungeons and well, it's appropriate Dragons-y. that he's on the Mavs now because if you're a unicorn, it means that you're a startup with a specific valuation of it's like huge. It's like obscene, a couple billions. I was gonna say it means that you're a horse with a horn coming out of your head. <laughs> and the Mavericks are also horses. So. Well, technically, they're actually not horses with horns coming out of their heads. They are, I think it's like a head of a deer and the tail of a lion. And What? Traditional unicorns are not just horses with horns. They are, are you talking amalgamations of other creatures. I, I, I'm pretty sure, I think. I don't believe you. That's why you Insert see... Insert the gif of Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you. <laughs> That's why you see in like medieval... Like art, they don't look like horses. They look more kind of like deerish, goatish looking things. I think. Here's an old picture of a unicorn. I mean, it looks like a fuzzy horse with a giant horn. Regardless, we can talk about the uh, origin of the unicorn later. Okay, so in European folklore, the unicorn is often depicted as a white horse like or goat like animal. Well,. Europeans are wrong about a lot of things, so. So. Well, the unicorns in the Monster Manual definitely just look like unicorns. So they look like corn cops? Yep. <laughs> unicorns, just a, a single corn instead of a double corn, a bicorn, 
or a tricorn. <laughs> Such an inefficient Cats. way to farm. Mm. Only one year of corn on each stock. Mm. But it is the best it's and the, best the most corn. rare corn. Yeah. Instead of horn, they just have a corn cob in their head. What if they lived in the desert? Would their horn turn into popcorn? Unicorn bread? <laughs> Unicorn chowder? <laughs> oh. Unicorn... Cob? Anyway. <laughs> we could try to think of... These aren't very good puns anyway. Not Are funny. you not entertained? I'm not entertained. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they are. I think we should start. Okay. Uh, uh, so you're in this room. Big circly room. Yes. Dead skull. Yeesh. Clattered across the ground. Super gross. You're feeling rough. Yes. You're low on spell slots. Yes. You don't know how big this dungeon is. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, you're in this, this giant dome-like room with this icy frozen figure encased in a obviously magical ice as mm-hmm. you tried to destroy some of the water and it instantly reformed. What do you do? So I have one hit point. You have one hit point, yes. <laughs> you could do a short rest and expend some hit die. You could do some magical healing. I don't know if you have any potions. I don't think I do because we, I keep trying to find potions everywhere I go. and yeah, It's hard. It's super hard. War-torn economies. Yeah. You also so. haven't been to a real city in uh, 32 episodes. Yeah. Well, um, I guess Montagnan is a city. Well, but you didn't really have a chance to buy a things. Shop. They weren't like, get out of our city, but shop before you go. Type true, of thing. True, true. So before we do anything, I want to just do perception checks on all these bodies. Are I you taking to... a short rest? Well, I guess. Later. I mean, pro- maybe later. Okay. But not right now. But not necessarily right now. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He waggled his eyebrows at me, listeners. You can do whatever you want. Um, well, Octavia will turn to Carhoon and be like, I'm, I'm dying, basically. Um, I, I know there's more, obviously more dungeon to go through, but I am not feeling great. Do you want to try to go back up that slide and take a wee, take a wee breather up there? And, you know, we could push that ice block over the door so at least no one can follow us or do you feel safe enough in here? How many hit points does Carhoon have? 19. Has he used his second wind? No. What's his max? 49. I'm feeling a bit worse for wear but uh, I think I could keep going. Have we spent our hit die yet? No. <laughs> well, we could do that and then see how we're feeling. Okay, sounds good. In the interest of pacing. <laughs> Well, we will. I mean, I have one, I have one hit point. I, you know, I don't know what the human equivalent of that would be, but like, you know, had multiple times the shock to the heart you thing, heart and me. you know, Grey's Anatomy type of thing, and barely holding on. So we are going to we're going to go out of this room. And is there a flat portion before the spikes? Uh, yeah, like five feet, it, but not much. Not much. Okay, well, we're going to just hunker down in the mouth of this room by the spikes so we kind of have as defensible a position as possible, and we will mm-hmm. take a short rest. Okay. Short rest. Boop-a-doop-a-doop-boop. Spend your hit die, roll a hit die, add your con. I can take care of Karen if you want. I mean, I'm taking, I'm tracking hit points, so. I know. Well, if you just want to roll for you, and I can roll for him. Sure, you can roll for him. So he has 19 out of 49. Oh, no, wait, he has... I think the way he you track 20. hit points is super weird, by the way. You track the damage taken, right? 
Yeah. Because then you have to count up the damage taken and subtract it from total hit points. Yes. If you just subtract the damage as it is happening and keep track of total hit points, I find that much easier for me. But granted, do whatever works for you. <laughs> so I just think it's really bizarre. So I track damage in increments of five. I know. And so it's easy to be like, you know, they both have 49 hit points. And so if I know I have a certain number of five blocks, hey. they're close to dead or not close to dead or fine or dead. <laughs> I just think it's weird. It's I've always kept I've track of just total hit points. I've never done it any other points. way, so... Like, I take seven points of damage, just subtract seven from 49, I have 42 hit points left. But you have to write so much more, and then you have to erase so much more. Again, do whatever works for you. I just think it's weird. Alright, so he has how many out of 49? He is... See, because you have to do this every time. I usually I usually write it down, but you I mean we also have been in the midst of combat, so he currently has twenty hit points. Twenty hit points. out of forty nine. Okay. I and have what's one his constitution? His constitution is a plus one. Okay, and he has five hit die. He has not spent any. Correct. It's only plus one. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, that's right. He's smart. That's right. Yeah, he's smart. And he's smart a, and strong. He's a D10. But when he gets a cold, he's like, I'm <laughs> dying, yeah. and he gets a cold he's, for like two weeks. He's an academic. Yeah. So I can with re- an axe. With an axe. Axademic. Yeah. Anyway, I will roll for him. Okay. I will roll for me. I rolled great. I used four hit die. Carhoon is up to 46. I'm at 42. 42. All right. So you're in this room. You guys have taken half hour or so, patched up your wounds. You're both feeling significantly better. Uh, you're still down. How many spell slots you got left? Not not a ton. Not from what telling you. Not very many. The number of spell slots you have is not going to impact how I play this game. Two first and two second. Okay. Zero third. That's not bad. You didn't have many third to begin with. I had two thirds. Yeah. So. All right. Um. So. But I also got my other wild shape back. I do get that back after short rest, so I'm all full charge with wild shape. That's handy. And I have not used my wings yet today. That's also true. So I'm down, but also not like. Out. Completely drained of everything. Sounds good. Well, uh, you were in this room. Yes. You've patched yourself up. The cold is setting in. What do you do? We want to just kind of root around these bodies of these three skeletons that are on the ground. Okay. Uh, you're just going to loot the bodies? Yep. Loot the bodies. I miss crit you. Yeah. They need to release the end of their 4 camp. If anyone from crit juice listens to this podcast, please give me those. We would, well, first we would freak out, and then we would request. <laughs> if anyone who's listening to this even knows Crit Juice, because it stopped releasing episodes years ago, uh, two of the Dragonborn from our previous campaign were named Gub and Dovana. Yep, that's true, they were. Dovana! Dovana! Dovana. Anyway. Um, <laughs> There's, I mean that. There's a deep cut for you. <laughs> that um, was what got me into the actual play podcast. Like crit juice is yeah. bomb. If no one has listened to crit juice, the, there is no ending, but it is great. Um, please, please, please give me the end of the forty stuff, please. I just anyway. Um, what were you doing? Looting the bodies. Looting the bodies. That's right. Roll a perception check. Already. Twenty-three. You pat down all these bodies. Go up to each of the skeletons. Check them out. Uh, they're all wearing robes. 
Uh, none okay. of them are in traditional armor. They look like, based on the robbery, you would guess them to be a set of mages. Okay. Of of some kind, based on a twenty-three. So you find within their pouches, Ooh. you find twenty gold pieces scattered uh, across a lot of them. Nice. And they have typical wizardry things. They have some, uh, you know, one of them has like a wand and one of them has a, a staff. They're not innately magical uh, oh, okay. from what you can tell. They're just like their focuses. And uh, they all have packs that uh, the contents of which have long since frozen. Mm-hmm. Nothing really of note that, that you would find terribly interesting. But it, it looks like a group of mages who came down and did battle. Do they have spell books? They would have spell books, not that they really help you a ton. I take the spell books. Are sure. there two or three? Or? They would each have one. So you grab some spell books. They're frosty and frigid mm-hmm. and old, and the, some of the pages kind of like crinkle and shatter as you, as you grab yeah, them. Yeah, just but. Like disintegrate. Can I tell how long these things have, these bodies have been here? Like, do they look like hundreds, decades, thousands? I would call that a... You're trying to deduce from bones. So I'd call that a probably a medicine check. Medicine check? Okay. Yeah. Not natural. Oh, nope. So we're just a 19. 19 is pretty good. Uh, they're significantly old, at least okay. a century or so. Okay. But it doesn't seem like they're crags, people. No. Okay. Can I, or Carhoon... Tell from the robes what sort of order they would have belonged to. Is there some sort of sigil that they have that Carhoon is like, oh, that's the, you know, that's Oxford or. You can roll history. history. All right, Carhoon is going to take point on this because I'm a dum dum. <laughs> so, well, of course, and he rolls a two. So that is a eight for Carhoon and for Octavia, that's a 17. <laughs> So, Carhoon looks it up and down. He doesn't seem to get any sense. Uh, you look it up and down. You can't get any specific, like, notation, but okay. you do recognize they are distinctly, I'll say, elven runes. Okay. And can I do, like, a religion check or something to see why one of them became this flaming skull? You could try. Okay. W- would that be religion or? Yes. Octavia rolls an eight, and Carhoon rolls a six. Uh, none of you are particularly sure. Because we have encountered skulls, you know, plopping up and being kind of pseudo-sentient with that dwarf body in that tower, mm-hmm. but this seemed different from that, right? Or did it seem similar? It was it both. It was similar, but also different. I would like to investigate a bit more carefully this cracked pipe. Okay. Uh, You walk over to it, and there's not a ton you can tell. I won't have you roll. Uh, You see it's a pipe. It clearly leads up from the ground, like it goes into the ground, Mm -hmm. ostensibly to something below where you currently are. It comes up. It's not full of anything. You can't... You're not sure what it was once used to transport. Okay. Can I tell how long it's been broken? 
a long time. It's okay. frosty and icy. Frost- and yeah, it's not a recent thing. I go over to the pipe that runs from the floor to the ceiling, mm-hmm. and I touch it. You touch it. It's cold. It's just metal, but it's cold. Okay. Do I hear anything? Like, do I hear liquid, like, blushing through it or anything? Nope. Okay. I'm then going to turn from the pipe that runs from the floor to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And can I do... I, I know I did a perception check on the um, creature in the ice during battle. Can mm-hmm. I do another one now that I have the time to take yes. a close look at now it? Now that you and Cargoon have the time, you can go up and, uh, yeah, roll perception. Okay. Octavia rolls a... You're still looking through a ragged, icy prism. 16, and Carhoon rolls a 3. So, Carhoon's not getting a ton. You see that, uh, you already know it's an exceptionally tall, you know, right. 8-ish feet tall figure. You can make out that it has sort of a mottled blue skin with long white Air. Would that be any type of species or race that I would know of, or Carhoon would know of? I'll tell him about. I'm like, oh, it seems like blah blah blah. Make a nature. Okay. All the checks. Make all of them. <laughs> uh, eighteen for me for Octavia, and then for Carhoon, uh, nine. Um, so you've heard stories of frosty creatures who live up in the north, and just based on its size and what you have been able to see, uh, this looks like some sort of cold weather hag. <gasps> oh my gosh! And now that you sort of reckon this in the back of your mind, you can yeah begin to make out uh, the the shape and. The, the mottled and warded skin and the, the hair from the haggish face with the crooked nose. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Frozen wow. in a grimace. Does it look like it's reaching for this chest? It's not reaching for the chest, but it seems to be. It looks, if anything, like it's protecting the chest. Oh. Huh. Does it seem dead? You have no way of knowing that. Can I shine a light bulb in its eyes to see if its pupils change? You don't have a light bulb. I have a torch. You do have a torch. You can make a very difficult medicine check. Okay. It's going to be very difficult. Can I cast guidance on myself for this? No. That's a 12. A d4 wouldn't help anyway. Huh. You're not sure. Okay. So, I mean, seeing, kind of seeing this scene, um, Octavia is going to be like to Carhoon. It seems doubtful that the thing that we're looking for would be in the first room that we encounter. But, of course, who knows anything? I mean, you know, these places seem to have their own rules. So it seems as though our options are to try to excise this casket, this chest. This How big is it? Chest size, two feet by like four three feet, feet, three okay. feet, four so feet. So bigish, not yeah, bigish. Chest. Okay, a trunk. Okay, so our options seem to be to try to excise this trunk or to continue through, you know, through this, you know, the other, only other door that we have. But I think I'm going to ask Fulmis about it because if we're in this, if 
something from a sibling is this close, surely she'd be able to tell. Maybe. I don't know uh, much about the, the, the abilities of dragons to sense their kindred. I mean, I'm not skilled in it either, but I mean, she was able to tell when that sword was like across the courtyard. So now that we're so close, maybe, maybe she could tell? Maybe. I mean, obviously, whatever's encasing that is super magical. Yeah. And that might be running interference. I don't know. Well, I'm just going to check with her real quickly. And so I'm going to sit down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to close my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put my hand on the bell. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reach out with my mind to try to contact Fulmis. Okay. The, the so Your surroundings melt away again back into this fam- more familiar blackish-blue uh, blank landscape all around you and you see Fumi's lying there sort of like picking at her claws and mm-hmm. she just she doesn't even turn her head you just see one eye sort of flick over and look at you and she says what? Hi um sorry to disturb you and I can't be here long and I won't disturb you long I was just there's a object that we're really close to but it's in something or, sorry, rather, there's a chest that we're really close to, and I want to know if you think that your sibling could be inside it, or if we should continue further. <sighs> My sibling's somewhere here. Well, that's all I can really say. I've tried to feel out specifics, but... Is it any stronger now than it was when we were outside of... Because we're currently inside of the, build, the, the place thing. There are a lot of... There are a lot of forces at play here. It's a lot of crossed signals, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time isolating much of anything. This one's going to be up to you, kiddo. Okay, well, I just just wanted to, you know, check in and... Well, I won't, I won't disturb you anymore, so... I'll see you later, then. Ta-ta. And Shoink. I'll pop back out. How thick is the ice around the chest. Probably like a foot. Okay. At the thinnest spot. Can I do an arcana check on the ice? Sure. And Carhoon will as well. Octavia gets an 18. Carhoon gets a 9. Carhoon says, he is definitely magical. You know it's magical based on what you saw before. Um, You can't pinpoint you know, exactly the nature of that magic. But it's definitely not natural ice. Uh, you would guess that obvious, more or less the, the image I'm trying to portray here is obviously these three, you know, mages came down to yeah. battle with this thing, encased it in this layer of ice, but uh, perished in their efforts. So their magic is remaining even though they're dead. So there is some sort of magical enchantment in this ice that is keeping this being trapped. That is the idea that you get. But there's also a doorway down, and it's almost like I designed a dungeon for you to discover the secrets of. I know, I'm just trying to decide, like, because I would feel really dumb if we would go through an entire dungeon and then we're like, well... It, the thing we're looking for was in the box in the first room that we didn't take the time to try to get out, but... I mean, we don't really have anything that can specifically, like, 
I mean, I, ha I could cast, like, Flaming Sphere and everything, but I mean, with even Destroy Water, like, the ice just reformed, so... True. Well, so, you know, Octavia's gonna come out of, of having just talked to Fumis, and she's gonna turn to Carhoon and be like, well, I, I, I don't have any other magic that I could just, I, I, you know, get rid of the rid of the ice and then potentially we'd have this this creature to have to deal with too because I mean if if it's magical as well who knows if she wasn't just preserved in there because it could be alive um potentially of course um after all this time so uh you know since I don't really see a clear way forward with trying to open this chest right here let's let's continue onward and Unless we hit another dead end, we can always have this in our back pocket. Okay. And so we will go to that other doorway. Uh, you go to the doorway, and with your torch, you can see that it leads out and then opens up into a spirally staircase that leads down. Ooh. Can I see how far down it leads? Nope, because it's a spirally staircase. Oh, that's a good point. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, is it like a railing along the center? Like a center? Is it no, like stone? It's just a stone. Oh. Well, it's ice. Oh, right. Currently. But yep, just right down. Okay. Um, do the steps seem particularly slippery or? I mean, they're they're slick. Have to but be careful. But... Yeah, not uh, not like the the spiky. Okay. Slide. I'm going to do a perception check really quickly, and then we will make our way down. Okay. Twelve. You don't hear or see anything. Okay. Okay. We will stealth our way down. Okay. Everybody roll stealth. Octavio rolls a fifteen, and Carhoon. Mm-hmm. He has a chain shirt. Does that give disadvantage with X? Um, I don't remember right now. I'm gonna say no for now. I'll look it up. All right, and then he rolls a. Ooh, still not great. A six. Okay, well, Carmen's not terribly stealthy, but you you feel like you're doing a pretty good job. So you're you're making your way down. You're pretty stealthy. Carhoon's clomping along behind you, <laughs> and the spiral staircase leads down, down, and actually you can see the walls and whatnot uh, slowly transition from ice into cold stone, still oh, with maybe a light dusting of uh, snow over top okay. of it. It's still chilly. It doesn't get any warmer. Okay. And can we tell how long we've gone down? You can go down maybe 30, 40 feet. Wow, okay. And Oh, this feels so claustrophobic. You come to a point where you can see that it lets off into, you know, another passageway okay. flat out into some other level, but it also continues leading down. We stop at the landing. Mhm. Um, that opens up into that other room, and we just peer inside, because I still have that torch. Okay, you have the torch. Uh, it's a similar sort of circular room. It's more of a hub. You can see a large uh, sort of stone structure standing in the middle of the room, Mm -hmm. and you can make out, just on the edges of your torchlight, some doors along the perimeter of the room. Okay. It basically does it seem kind of like a mirror of the circular room we were in above. Not a mirror. It's about the same size, but it has different things 
But it would be like in the same range. placement, like yeah, directly more or less. below it type of thing. Yep. Do I see a pipe running anywhere? Yeah. yeah, you can make out some some pipe work. Okay. Uh, Octavia is going to over her shoulder whisper. I think that we should go down again and see just what's on the layer below us and then maybe come back to this because there are many ways that we could go off of this room here but if there's just like one room down at the bottom of the stairs then we can you know make sure that there's nothing going to rush up up the stairs behind us type of thing whatever you say okay sounds good so we're going to continue down the stairs okay you continue down the stairs and you go another 30 40 feet uh until it comes out to another sort of exit way but it also continues leading down okay we look through this doorway similar setup large central uh circular room okay sort of like a layer cake Mm mm-hmm Another large piece of machinery. Uh, you can tell this is metal instead of stone. Some more pipe work. You'd have to, you know, enter and examine right. to get the specifics about it. But some sort of metal machinery in the center of the room. Okay. That's about all you can see from your perspective. Okay. And the object in the center of the room on the second story with using the ice story as the first story and then going down one that was stone in the middle mm-hmm. and this is metal in the mm-hmm. middle okay we're gonna go down another layer all right you continue down 30 40 feet pop, 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 pop. it's stone it's still cold really yeah. really cold it should not be this cold this far down in the earth maybe but it's very 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 cold this bottoms out. It does not go any further. Okay. But it opens up into a hallway with a wooden door standing at the end of a small or hallway, five foot hallway. Okay. Uh, we do a perception check on the hallway. What are you looking for? Traps. Okay. Uh, Octavia rolls a 12 and Carhoon rolls a 10. You do not detect any traps. Okay. Again, Octavia is going to say to Carhoon, this is at least the most direct way of any of the... All of those other rooms had multiple doors. This is at least one door. So I say, let's check this out. And if we can cross this off our list, then that's a whole level that we don't have to worry about. Sure. And so she's going to go down this... Or cautiously go down this hall. You get to the end, there's a door. A wooden door. Is there a handle? Yeah. Um, can I do, do a perception check on the door? What are you looking for? Traps. You already look for traps. You didn't see any. Okay. Is there a keyhole in the door? Uh, no. Is there a crack between the floor and the door? Barely. Centimeter. Octavia is going to cautiously try the handle of the door. Okay. It turns. She'll open the door. It's frosty. Uh, It slides open. And before you, you see that it opens into a longer hall. And you can see more doorways on either side of it. And a big uh, sort of stone door all the way at the end. Okay. In in classic, making sure you look at literally every single thing on the map, um, seeing that this wasn't just one room at the end, seeing that there are multiple doors on this hallway, and seeing that there's this big stone door at the end, um, uh, Octavia is going, they're going to go back up to the stone level, but before they do that, she is going to do a perception check on this hall. Okay. 
What are you looking for? Again, for traps. Okay. Natural 20. You do not detect any traps. Okay. Um, Octavia's going to turn to Carhoon and be like, I just want to check out this stone door at the end of this hallway. And then we're going to, I think, just to be the most methodical, head up to the top and work our way down. Okay. And so how long is this hallway? 30 feet. Okay. She is going to cautiously enter this hallway. Mm-hmm. And make her way down to the stone door. You do so. I want to take a look at the stone door. It's a big old stone door. And does it have anything written on it? No. Or does it have a doorknob? It has a handle. Does it have a key? It has a keyhole. Can I look through the keyhole? Sure. I look through the keyhole. It's dark. On the other side? Yep. How big is the keyhole? About the size of a skeleton key. The size of a key, I don't know. <laughs> How, I mean, yeah, but like, I'm thinking of the traditional, like, nutcracker opening where, like, Clara is, like, looking through the keyhole, but it's a big keyhole because it's a big door, so the key is big. It's not a giant door. It's okay. a regular size door and a regular size key. Octavia is going to peel a splinter of wood off of her staff, and she's going to cast light on it. And she's going to throw it through the keyhole. Okay. And you push it through. Uh, you see uh, some light on the other side. You can see a room. Okay. That looks somewhat like a library. Okay. Do I see... Does it look like a big room? Does it look like I'm just illuminating part, you know, like part of a room? or probably illuminating part of it. Okay. Do I see any other doorways in or out of this room? Uh, Not from the light, no. Okay. Or we could just work our way up since we're right here. Choice is yours. It's your life. It's your destiny. (laughs) Sounds so ominous. You know what? We might as well. I want to be methodical, but there's no... I think we might... If we work from the bottom up or the up down, it doesn't necessarily matter. True. In the sense of being methodical, it's interesting that we kind of have this progression from ice to stone to metal and then just this hallway, but I don't know what this progression means, so I can't really, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't inform me at all. Mm -hmm. I did a perception check on the door, right? Mm -hmm. I want to try the knob. Of the stone door? Yeah. It's locked. Okay. How many doors are on either side of each hall? There's two on each side. Do, and these are wooden doors? Yes. Do they have keyholes? They do. I want to look in the keyholes of each of them. They're all dark. I will do the same find a fleck off my staff and cast light on it and poke it through the keyhole. Okay. Um, so in one of the doors, you see what looks like some sort of... Uh, you see some long benches and some glints of... Uh, Various glassware. Okay. In one of them, you see um, some long tables and maybe some sort of, like, beds. Roll a perception check. Sure. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, so in the this one, you see some uh, long, long tables, some long sort of bed-looking things. You can sort of make out some maybe books on those tables and some pages, but you can't really make out too much else uh, okay. through this small keyhole. Through one of them, uh, you can't push the speck through. Huh, okay. Just like, doesn't 
work. And in the last one, you push it through and you see what looks maybe like a bedroom. Okay. Do I see any skeletons anywhere? You do not. Okay. So looking at the looking at the stone door with the two on the left and two on the right, which was the one that didn't allow the speck to go through the keyhole. First one on the right. I am going to try the first one on the door of the first one on the left. First one on the left. Um, it's a bit sticky, but the knob turns and you can slowly pry it open. Okay, I, I pushed the, the door open. The door creaks open and I'm going to say none of your lights are still up because I don't remember which one you tried to put it through last. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have a torch, yes? Unless it has run out at this point it, mean, or unless, yeah, unless it has run out. How long do they last? An hour. You can still have it. So you open that room. There's a small sort of entryway, and then it opens up into a larger area. This is the door that looked like there were long tables. Okay. With some scattered books and pages lying around. Yeah, so you can see in. It sort of opens up, and the room opens more up down towards your left you would be facing. Okay. I... What's the floor made out of? Uh, Stone. Are there any loose pieces of stone? Yeah, you find a loose piece of stone. (laughs) I cast light on the loose piece of stone and throw it into the room. Okay. Uh, Roll a perception check. Okay. 24. 24. And then Carhoon is also at the doorway with me, so I guess he can make one, too? Yeah, have Carhoon roll But, I mean, one. actually, there's no way that he could get better than a 24, so never mind. We'll have him roll oh. one. Eight. Carhoon is oblivious. You look at the light cast in the room, turn around, and from around the corner you see moving, quicker than you might expect, a very huge, lumbering ogre zombie. What? <laughs> Actually, that big? Yes. Oh my gosh! Rolling a shit. Oh my gosh! Hot dang! Octavia rolls a five. Oh. And Carhoon rolls a four. Man, not good. Nope. Oh, okay. You actually go first. It rolled terribly yes. as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, Carhoon does not get to act in the surprise round as this massive creature, which used to be an ogre in life, now covered over in bits of frost and ice and snow, but clearly beneath that layer uh, is just like detritus and rotting flesh. Gross. Yep. It lumbers around the corner, making a move to just punch your lights out, but you get to go first. What do you do? I am going to cast... It's holding a giant morning star. Oh, is that the ball with all the points on it? Yeah. (laughs) It'll probably be as big as I am. I am going to cast Flaming Sphere. Okay. And as a... 
And as a bonus action, I am going to ram this sphere into this zinbi. All right. What do I do? You need to make a dex saving throw, please. Natural 20. <sighs> You're lucky it didn't happen on an attack. Ah, that's true. Okay. This zambi will take four fire damage. That happens. You ram the sphere into it. You can put the sphere on the map wherever you wish. Mm-hmm. And the ogre zombie lumbers toward you. Raises the morning star. Well, as a move action, could I have moved out of the doorway? Can it fit through the doorway? Uh, It could squish its way through. Well, as I guess as a move action, I'm going to duck out of the hallway then. Okay, so you go out of the hallway? Into into the hallway? I can't really see the support. I go out of the doorway and into the hallway. Kind of like, oh, I see this creature. I'm going to... Kind of get out of the way, and as a free action, I'm going to be like, "Carhoon, there's a big old Carhoon, there's there's a big zombie ogre thing, big, 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 coming through, coming through. It's big, it smells." So Carhoon's still surprised, yeah, and you've left him, uh, you've left him there in the doorway. I can't move him, unfortunately. (laughs) The ogre zombie is going to wander over and squish its way into that spot and try to hit Carhoon. Does he have a disadvantage? Yeah, from... I was going to give him disadvantage from trying to squish. I don't know if squeezing or 5e rules, but... 10. Fail. Or miss, sorry. Brings the morning star down. I feel like it hits the ceiling, like it's like when he's trying to bring it down and it just like gets caught on the ceiling type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is Carhoon's no, sorry, it comes back to you. That is the end of the surprise round. Okay, well, I am going to, as a bonus action, again, ram this flaming sphere into this disgusting, fleshy being. So please make another dex save. Dex save. Nine. Fail, so you are going to take all this fire damage. Fire damage. Only four. Rolled not great. And as my, can I, where I am, reach it? All the way up in the hallway? No. Okay. Because it's still in the room, right? It is still in the room. It's sort of in the that five foot little space. It's mushing its way in. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do for right now. Okay. It is the ogre zombie's turn. It is going to try to overrun slash tumble. It is going to try to basically squish its way past and over Carhoon. Okay. Which it is going to make a strength check contested by the target's strength check, and it will have advantage since it is a size category larger. So just a straight strength roll? So Carhoon just rolls straight strength. Crit fail. All right. This thing. Oh, dear. Okay. 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 So this thing mushes its way past Carhoon, who just gets, like, shoved flat against the wall. I guess that would be... I guess that's counting as its action. So it gets into the hallway, able to uh, lay some smack down on a lot of you. Okay. And it is Carhoon's turn. Okay. He is seeing this big old beast, and he's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And so he is going to swing at this big creature twice with his great axe. Okay. 15 to hit. That's a hit. Okay, perfect. So that will be 16 slashing damage, rolled an 11 on that D-O-12. All right. 
And then for his second attack, natural 18, almost a crit. I'm assuming that hits. That does. 16 slashing damage. All right. No, wait. Sorry, sorry. 14 slashing damage. Karhun gets two meaty hits. This thing is not terribly difficult to hit. It's lumbering. Huge. It's not wearing anything. Yeah. It's giant and it's slow moving. Uh, but it lumbers out. Karhun, shing, shing. Two good axe hits. Your turn. As this thing lumbers its way down the hall. I'm conflicted because I don't want the... Oh, wait. This would count as adjacent to the beast, right? With corners? I'm going to say no. I mean, it's fire. There's so a it's corner. Heat. It's okay. not like touching it. it would, you could move it out in the hallway. Or I don't want it to be, to be next to Karkin. Yeah, I, with the corner there. Is guidance something that affects a dex save? Not saving throws, ability it's just checks. Ability checks, right. I'm going to ram the flaming sphere into it. Okay. So make a dex save, please. The bad fail. Okay. So you will take seven fire damage. Okay. Is that it? Mm-hmm. All right. This thing, which is right next to Carhoon, is it not? It's right next to Carhoon, yeah. Yeah, good. It is going to attack with its morning star. Oh, jeez. How tall are the ceilings? Um, I mean, they're 10 feet, as we've established. It's brushing its head, but it can fit. You know, I was just thinking on the previous turn, man, it's been a while since I rolled a natural 20. Oh my gosh, are you serious? And I just rolled a natural 20. I should have said it. That would have been cool if I called my nat 20, but I did not. Um, Man, oh no, no, no. Okay. That's a bad roll. Good. Roll badly. Another bad roll. Good. Roll badly. Carhuna only takes 12 points of bludgeoning okay. damage. I rolled really badly. Uh, so it... <laughs> miserable crit. Could have been a lot of damage. I still feel anyways. like it should have disadvantage with all its attacks because it's literally shoulders are brushing the sides. Nope. <laughs> it's 10 feet. It can fit. That's true. Just insane to think of it swinging something that big in that strong. area. If it, well, it's not like a 10 by 10 cube. Monster is not a 10 by 10 cube. I know. Just like medium creatures aren't a 5 by 5 cube. I know, but just imagine being so big that your shoulders are I'm not giving a disadvantage. I know. I know. It's just <laughs> crazy thinking of this thing that's taking up the entirety of this hallway. Like, that's scary. Carhoon's turn. Okay. He is going to disengage. Okay. And he's going to fall back to... I guess that's the stone door at that end? Yep. Okay. And so he's going to fall back just about 15 feet back. Okay. All right, your turn. I am going to use my bonus action to ram again uh, this creature. So Fail. Okay. Doesn't have great decks if you haven't gathered by now. Nine fire. Okay. I'm also going to fall back slightly. It's going to lumber up. As okay. far as it can go until it gets to one of you, and then it's going to attack. So is Carhoon in front at this mm-hmm. point? Okay, so it lumbers up the hall, sees Carhoon again, brings up its morning star, smashes it down for a uh, garbage 13. Miss. Garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. That's okay. the end of its turn? That's the end of its turn. Make another deck save. You ended adjacent to my flaming sphere. It's not smart. It's a zombie. Uh, that's a pass, though. 16. Okay, well, you will only take half of this, then. 
Uh, I didn't roll great seven, so you'll take three fire. Yep, it is a mindless, brainless, hulking, ogres are not smart to begin with, and then when you turn them into zombies, they're even less smart. Even, even more... Dumb. Dumb. So. <laughs> like uh, our cats. <laughs> Alright, uh, Carhoon's turn. Alright, he's going to do the old one, two, and swing at this guy. Mm-hmm. These are more or less guaranteed hits. He has to roll so low to not hit. 15? Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> All right. Actually, I don't know. What's his two-hit bonus? Plus eight. It's impossible for him to miss. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Yeah. Unless you roll in at one. Well, that is good to know. Finally, something's It is a gigantic zombie. Ten slashing. Mm-hmm. All right. And he's going to swing again. Hopefully, he doesn't crit fail. Natural 17. Yep. Eight slashing. Not rolling super great on these D12s. All right. Two good hits. Your turn. Unless he wants to move. Nope. He is. He feels confident there. He's kind of like, you know, using his axe to hold, hold this creature at bay. Make a deck save for me, please, right, my love. Right. Fail. I haven't been rolling great either. <laughs> Sorry. Is it possible for you to succeed? Yeah. Okay. Oh, right, because you did just on that last yeah, one. It's just- oh, right, because it's dex, not necessarily wisdom or something. Yep. I didn't roll great for fire, so. All right. Not been rolling great on these two d6s, so. And then, yeah, I'm going to pop up and just bop it with my staff. Nine. Nine. That hits. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. AC eight. Five. Total? Five total. Okay. I have a zero strength, so... All right. It is the ogre's turn, so you just ran up to it and bopped it, right? Yep. Okay. It's going to attack you. Makes sense. 16. Hits. Yes. Uh, I'm squishy. It's not great. Not great. 11 points of bludgeoning damage as it brings its morning star down into your being. Thwap. Feel like you know? I try to. I feel like I try to use my staff to like block it, but the spikes just like come around it anyway. Type of. Thing. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, the morning starts probably the size of your head. The, like, just like ball. ballpark, and then oh. all the spikes coming off of it. Yeah, it's nasty. I just have always liked morning stars. So it's like, let's make a ball, but put spikes on it and put it on a stick. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Okay. It's pretty great. It does what it needs to do. Exactly. Oh, um, I should roll a concentration. Concentration, check. please. Natural 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Carhoon's turn, then. All right. Do you want to guess what Carhoon's going to do? Attack twice. Yes. If you're, With his great ass. If it's anything other than a natural one, you, you hit. 13. Five. Yes. So he hits with both. Woo! All right. 16 slashing damage. Okay. Eight slashing damage. Okay. With the last hit, Carhoon boom cuts through the thing's chest. It falls to its knees and then lumbers over, just falling splat on the ground. Yes! Six seconds later, the body stirs and rises again. Can, I mean, it's been taking fire damage every turn. Yeah. That isn't fire. It's not a troll. Okay. So it just rises back up? Yep. Stays down for a couple seconds, and then you see its limbs jerk, and it lifts itself back up. It's your turn. Can you go through an enemy square? I know you can. You go can through try friendly. to overturn or tumble. 
overrun or tumble as it did to begin with. Uh, you can try to make your way through a hostile creature's space. Make us it's an action. Okay. You have to make a strength or a dexterity check contested by the targets. Same. If you are smaller, you get disadvantage on strength. But no disadvantage Not on, on dex. dex, apparently. I'm going to do that. Okay. With dex. using dex. Okay. So, roll me a dex contested by the ogre's dex. 14. Natural 20. So, you use your action. You try to stumble through, but it somehow deftly steps in front of you and shoves you back. You don't get to move through. Okay. So, do I just stay in that same square that I would have originated in? Okay. It's it's my turn, right? Yeah, that was your action, though. Yeah, well, I can use my bonus action. You can use a bonus action. I'm going to trundle this flaming sphere into it again, I guess. Okay. Fails. Okay. Seven fire. Seven fire. And then I'm also going to ram. It falls to the ground. Oh, wait. I've been doing this wrong. Uh, it doesn't fall to the ground. Sorry. It oh. just drops to one hit point instead. Okay. So, sorry about that. So, it's still on its two feet? It's still on its two feet. You're like, man, that blow should have killed it. But somehow, it's still going. My bad. I read that wrong. So, it's on its two feet. It had f- just failed its deck save. Mm-hmm. So, is it... And I did not succeed to tumble through its space. You did not. So, whose turn is it? Who'd be its turn, then? Well, I guess at the remainder of my turn, I would want to ram my sphere into it. Okay. Because I can do that as a bonus action. All right. Let's make another deck save. 13. Okay fail and so you'll take eight fire eight fire okay it falls to the ground dead this time yeah and we'll pick up there next episode oh my gosh oh man that's crazy shall i take us out my love please do Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to our show. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your D&D group about us, your Pathfinder group about us, or any of your friends who you think might be interested in our game and in our story. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com or get in touch with us on social media. Our handle is at and a die podcast and we're active on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from y'all and we always try to respond to each message that we get. Catch y'all next week. Bye.